With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. The matchmaking is back, friends. We had a week off, but now the UFC is rolling along with the first of, I believe, four straight weeks of events. And it began this past Saturday with UFC Vegas 47, a fun card that over-delivered, in my opinion, compared to the on-paper expectation. The final two fights, eh, maybe didn't live up to what... A typical UFC card would look like, but overall, pretty darn good card. So thanks for having us on, everybody. I am Mike Heck, and joining me on this matchmaking adventure, as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity, and gosh darn it, he's my best friend, too, Mr. Alex Kaylee. Hello, sir. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, my best friend. I'm feeling very positive this morning. I, 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 I'm glad you said, you know, whatever, the last two fights on Saturday's card weren't great. But, I mean, isn't this a classic case of some people throwing out the baby with the bathwater as they say, you know, like, oh, it was a terrible – because E. Casey Lydon, again, you know, a bit of a, a Debbie Downer under the best of circumstances, uh, was like was like messaging me like the car was terrible. The car was terrible. And I'm like, I'm like Casey, like we talked – and we talked about it on the post-fight show. People can – check out the post-fight show, people. Like nine out of the 13 fights had something that were worth watching, I think, either because of a notable finish or the fight was competitive and fun to watch. That's a good card. It, yes, it sucks when when the main event doesn't deliver. I, I understand. And sometimes you can have the opposite effect. You can have a mediocre card with like two great fights at the end. And then people say it's a great card. And that's fine. I, I understand that. But I also think that you can have cards like this where, look, on paper, there wasn't a lot of star power to begin with. Even even the main event, Strickland Hermanson, is not like some blockbuster fight. It's a cool it's a cool fight. Uh, so that under delivered. But the rest of the card I thought was was really fun. So 
I don't know. People, I just say maybe temper your expectations, or maybe we have different definitions of what's a good card. But I, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was a fine effort. It just ended on a real down note. Yeah. The listen. Let me just say this. Our like our community here, our Otno community, just the best listeners and fans on planet Earth. I, no I would put our listeners and most of the MMA fighting listeners up against anybody, but the 2022 MMA fan. It's just grumpy. They're so grumpy this year, crusty. dude. What is going on? They're the crustiest. <laughs> what is happening? Like, MMA fans, there's always no gray area. You're either, like, tremendous or you suck. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of suck bags this year yeah. just, and, just hating and now, on everything. Now it's either events are amazing, which we had several at the end of 2021. I get it. Um, and, so, and then they're either amazing or apparently they suck or apparently they're terrible. There's no middle ground. It's either an event was really, really good or it was trash. I'm like, this is in the middle. That's okay. You can have middle of the road events, I think. This is probably the best event of 2022 so far, for being honest. Like, for the yeah. major promotions. And it's not saying much. But did anybody say on, like, when, when Sean Strickland versus Jack Hermanson was booked and we saw the posters or anything, did we say to ourselves, oh, my God, this is going to be like Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler at UFC 216. Not one person said that. This fight went the way almost everybody thought it was going to go. We all expected this to happen, and we're all complaining about it. What, what is wrong with us, AK? What is wrong with everybody? We're spoiled. We're spoiled. And I'm including myself in that, by the way, uh, listeners. I'm not, I'm not judging the listeners. I'm, I'm like that, too. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like that, too. Yeah. I get it. We, we get spoiled sometimes. We, we, get, we have so much MMA now. It's so accessible that, uh, you know, maybe our tastes are a little more refined and, and perhaps jaded, uh, perhaps jaded at times. So, uh, again, if you didn't love Saturday's card, I don't blame you. But I, I, if you enjoyed it, I certainly encourage you to do so. And I think you're you're completely in the right. I think it was I think it was a fine, serviceable UFC card that if you're already subscribed to ESPN Plus, you probably enjoyed watching it. If you if you for some reason this is like the first UFC card you watched this year, and you're like, I'm I'm finally getting this ESPN Plus thing. Yeah, I can understand you being a little bitter about it. But if you're just a subscriber and you watched it, or again, if you're up in Canada, you caught it on TSN, you probably had a good time. Yes, and think about this. For every Sean Strickland, Jack Hermanson, or Nick Maximoff versus Puna Soriano that you got, you got a Julian Arosa versus Steven Peterson. You got a Jaelton Almeida performance. You got Shafkat Rachmanov just stiffening dudes inside the octagon. So for, for all the bad, there was a lot more good. But let's get into the matchmaking. Let's start with this main event, AK. Sean Strickland... Gets a split decision win over Jack Hermanson. Split in air quotes because that scorecard from Sal D'Amato is horrendous. One of the worst we will probably see this entire year, more than likely. I scored all five rounds for Strickland. The official MMA fighting stance on this fight was 50-45 to 45 for Sean Strickland. 49-46, totally acceptable. But another win over a, over a good opponent. And like we talked about earlier, this is not the statement-making performance one would want moving up the ladder as Sean Strickland is, but a win is a win at the end of the day. So where does this victory take him, AK? Oh, it made a statement. All right, Mike. The statement that was made was, uh, I need another fight before I deserve to really crack that top five. Uh, and that fight is, it, it's got to be Marvin Vittori. This isn't the first time we've brought it up on the show. This isn't the first time our listeners have brought it up. This is The trash talk is there. They are friends. Strickland has mentioned they're friends before, but again, Strickland also strikes me as the kind of person where... If, if, if there's a ranking on the line, if the money is right, if it's a good opponent, one he respects too, probably in Marvin, I think he'd do it. So there's a, there's a bunch of ways to go with it. A lot of good uh, listener suggestions out there. But I've, I've wanted Vittori. A lot of people want to see him fight Vittori. I think they can work it out. So uh, that that's, that's was a pretty easy pick for me. 
So there, there were two options for me. I'm actually going to take Vittori out of the equation for now. They do have a relationship, but that's not why I'm taking him out of the equation. Just throwing that out there. I think that's worth noting. I'm taking the Vittori option out because in my eyes, after thinking about this a little bit before I went to sleep last night, this middleweight division is Adesanya, Whitaker right below him, and then a ways down at number three, I actually give that spot to Vittori. Then Brunson, Cannonier, etc. So to me, Marvin Vittori is the third best middleweight in the world. It's Adesanya, Whitaker not far behind. A pretty considerable way down is Vittori. And then we got Brunson, Cannonier, etc. So my two options are we rebook the fight with Luke Rockhold because there is value there. That would be an interesting fight for sure. And somebody's probably getting finished in that fight. That's not going to be a decision fight. Either Strickland is just going to overwhelm Luke Rockhold and put him away. And that's the kind of win you would need to elevate you up the division. Or Luke Rockhold's just going to do something insane and finish on Strickland. And the UFC wouldn't be all that upset if Luke Rockhold had a great performance like that. Or we just get all sorts of crazy and go the Paulo Costa route. That's actually going to be my official Otno Point pick. But Rockhold makes a lot of sense. I'm not even going to take the the Otno point for, for the Rockhold rebooking, but you give me Sean Strickland versus Paulo Costa, that is that whole fight week is just going to be bananas and fun, and I'm in for all of it, AK. I'm in for Wh- all of it. Which of these three options we discussed would have the worst trash talk? Costa. Vittori, Rockhold. Costa would be the worst? Vittori and, Vittori and Strickland would like do press conferences together. Like they'd, It'd be like... It'd be like if oh, you and I true. were on a trivia, like on a game show against yeah. each other. Like we just, you know, we talk a little trash, but it would be all in love and friendly. We'd probably have like our arms around each other. That's how this would be. But they would just try to like one up each other with jokes. Kind of like Hermanson and Strickland even wasn't even, it, they weren't even that like Hermanson was very polite, kind of going like, oh, I don't, you know, his comments about uh, wanting to murder people. It's not good for the sport. I'm not sure what Strickland said about Hermanson. I don't think he said anything too derogatory. And then, and then there was a little bit of trash talk during the fight. Like just, it was almost half-hearted, like right at the end, like the last 10 seconds, like come at me. I'm like, where was this? Like, <laughs> where was this the rest of the fight? Uh, and then, and then I, I mean, we've had a little bit afterwards, but now, I mean, Hermanson just wrote him a poem. So really how, how much bad blood was there i think i think actually rockhold would be the worst yeah that might get pretty bad but rockhold doesn't do a ton of media the other thing is i don't even mean bad like like you know vulgar or inappropriate i mean like rockhold is not a great trash talker in general he kind of tries too hard sometimes or doesn't try at all sorry or the opposite doesn't try at all and when he tries it's really bad or he doesn't try at all i think against strickland he would try a bit and it would just be like so weak and so ineffectual and Strickland then would have to maybe ramp it up to promote the fight. I, I, I think that would somehow be the worst. I don't know exactly how the exchanges would be. I want to see that fight. I just think of the three options, the trash talk would be real bad. Yeah. I, I mean, they're all probably going to be nauseating in, in yeah. their own way. Not good. Not, Not good. good. Uh, okay. So let's go to Nick Maximoff. Sure. Jack Hermanson. There's a lot of listener suggestions for Jack Hermanson. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll let those fly. But Nick Maximoff in the quote-unquote co-made event improves to 8-0. Again, it is officially a co-made event. We saw both walkouts, so it's officially a co-made event. Maximoff, obviously, as everybody saw, the protege of the Diaz brothers. Big win over Puna Soriano. Again, not the most memorable performance of all time, but that is a very solid win this early in your career at just 24 years of age. This kid is just getting started he hasn't been doing this very long in the MMA universe. 
And if you watch the pre-fight show before the card, I picked Maximoff to win the fight by decision in that exact way. Gets out of the first round. That's how this fight's going to go. That's exactly how it went. He moves on. AK, I know you don't want to rush him too much, but this is a win that comes with a, a certain stature, a certain responsibility. Puna is a pretty legit win. So in my eyes, we're not throwing him in, into a top 15 fight. He should get a veteran, however, and I think that veteran should be your boy, Eric Anders. I don't oh. think that's too big of a stretch at all. I actually think that's a perfect step up from Puna Soriano. What say you? Was Eric Anders from the Contender Series? Like no, he was the, a straight. No. He was a straight signing. Straight signing. Okay, because uh, I want to say, I, 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 would love to just keep throwing contender series people at, at Maximov. I think uh, that's what uh, Cody Brundage was. He wasn't signed, but I mean, he came off contender series, and then uh, uh, Puna was signed up contender series a while back, right? Yes. Yeah, Th- this is the realm of opponents that he should be sticking in. I think. I, Again, I don't want to go over the co-main event thing, but that doesn't that just doesn't mean anything to me. Soriano is a solid win that I agree with, but I am very scared for this young man, as you said, 24 years old, getting pushed too quickly just because I mean they like him. Again, they put him in this nice spot on Saturday. He is of course a Diaz, almost an honorary Diaz brother. He carries himself like a Diaz, so fans will be will flock to him. Matchmakers will like him. Dana White will like him, but he is just so young and. His, I'm glad he has a a, a, a go-to skill in, in jiu-jitsu, in wrestling and jiu-jitsu. That helps a lot. That actually goes a long way. And we see a lot of prospects who are kind of like decent all-arounders. And you kind of worry what's going to happen when they face someone with a with an A-level skill. And, and it looks like he has that. So I, I, I would have liked to – I mean ideally you just keep throwing him contender series guys. Um, guys who have, who have two, you know closer level experience of him. I went a little bit of a different way. I'm going with uh, Roman Delice. Uh, Delice is also a strong grappler. He's a bit more experienced than Maximov, but uh, not not too much. And I also don't see him as being like super threatening to a young guy. And and also, I think if he lost to Delice, I don't think it's too big of a blow. I don't think it's like, oh, he lost to Delice. This guy's a bust. It's like Delice is solid. Is a solid opponent, and it would it'll give you a better gauge of where Maximov is in his career. So, not the most exciting choice. I also thought about like Dusko Todorovic. Uh, Duran win, but I settled on the lead. Say there's a lot of ways they go with it. Again, I, I I'm I'm saying please, please slow roll. Yeah, I I think we're both in the right spot. Anders Delize, yeah, I th- I think that's fine. Any anyone in that general realm, I think we're okay. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ, and with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on the amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom 
help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. But let's probably get to, at least from what I saw from, from the listeners, the main event of On to the Next One this week, the man who stole the show on Saturday, Mr. Shafkat Rachmanov. The man continues to build that hype at 170, steamrolls Carlson Harris, a very good fighter, spinning hook kick, stiffs him with some nasty ground strikes, 15-0 and 0 now, AK. Kick us off. Where does Saturday's MVP go? I mentioned this in the post-fight show, and I'm sticking with it. They're, they're again, much like uh, when on a card like this, there really is a lot of options for the fighters when you have guys who are like not really near the top 15, top 20, not in a you know title chase, and, and, and that can be fun, but... I went with a pretty safe choice here. A guy with a lot more UFC experience, but who the UFC, I think, has gauged as not even necessarily a gatekeeper, but someone uh, to test new people. They can throw him in with veterans too, but maybe to test new people. So I'll go with Court McGee for Shavkat Rachmanov. Kind of almost what I said with Maximov, though I think Rachmanov is, is quite a far a ways ahead of him, uh, relatively speaking. You give him a guy who is who is a veteran, who is tough, very tough to put away, more of an all-arounder than a specialist. Uh, and, and I want to see uh, if, if Rachmanov can put McGee away. I mean, that's huge. McGee is, again, one of the toughest guys to, I think, one of the toughest guys to finish. Um, you know, he's got that slightly above 500 record in the UFC, but that's very respectable. That's uh, when you can look at who he's fought and how many of those fights went to a decision. And um, so I think that's about the right level for him. I know a lot of people want to rush him up. I understand. I could see, the, I could totally see the UFC going all in on the Shavkat uh, hype right now. But again, I'm, I'm Mr. Boring Matchmaker. So, uh, Court McGee it is for me. So we threw out some interesting names in the post-fight show. You just mentioned one of them. Mm-hmm. But this morning, probably about 45 minutes ago as we record this, I thought of another one that is perfect and is the correct answer. And I, and one I actually feel confident will happen. In fact, this is one that I that I went with the last time Shafkat Rachmanov fight, and I'm going back to the well. I know we called for Michelle Pajeda. That would be crazy and fun. I doubt the UFC will go that route. So I'm going back to Santiago Ponzinibbio, and I believe the second time will be the charm. That was the fight back then. That is the fight still, and it is more so the fight after this victory over Carlson Harris. It is Ponzinibbio. That is the pick, and I'm just going to take my out no point now because that's exactly what the UFC is going to do here. I think I, I agree. However, I think, that point, I think that point will be rescinded when that fight is canceled. Uh, I I think I could see it being booked, and I you know I never like to accuse fighters of ducking or whatever. That's a fight that uh, Ponzi may want to have a well well timed uh, injury. 
I, I would I would with I like Ponzinibbio a lot. Of course, he's fought. He's been around longer, fought better competition. I think Rachmanov beats him. I think Ponzinibbio and his team know that. I, I don't know how much they have to gain from beating him. He is undefeated and there's some hype, but he doesn't quite have that name yet. I think he gets booked, Mike. I think you're right. I just don't think it actually happens for whatever reason. Yeah, in my eyes, Ponzinibbio versus Jeff Neal was not just to move up the welterweight ladder. It was to avoid fighting Shafkat Rachmanov <laughs> because the loser of that fight would have been the answer. Had had Ponzinibbio beat Jeff Neal, Jeff Neal would have been thrown into that position. Let's talk about Brandon Allen, AK. Gets a nice finish of smiling Sam Alvey on four days' notice, submits him in the second round. Fight took place at 205. This is technically a middleweight fight. All the statistics, all the tail of the tape is exactly the same, so... This was kind of tough. I like the Mahmoud Muradov idea. I know that was suggested a lot by the listeners, but mm-hmm. Casey Lydon is going to hate this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I'm going with Edmund Shabazian. Oh, Edmund, needs, uh, Edmund needs to find a way to defeat a sort of grappler first guy. Allen needs to get a win over a solid, dangerous striker. So, yeah, that's a fine fight. I know Shabazian wants – I know Casey wants to throw Shabazian in against a guy who hasn't even fought on the Contender Series yet. But, yeah, I'm looking at it through a UFC lens, not a Mike Heck lens. Brendan Allen, Edmund Shabazian, I think it's perfect matchmaking. Your thoughts? Plus, there's a little bit of social media beat between these two guys too, sure. which, which which certainly helps. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. I'm a little bit with Casey on this one where, I, I you know, we always talk about, man, I wish they could rebuild these prospects – you know, these guys who came in with a lot of hype, who maybe had some early success in the UFC, and then hit a few snags. Because once you start going downhill in MMA, man, it is it is tough to start coming. It is t- tough to get back up. Sage Northcutt is another cautionary tale we always bring up. Uh, you know, when you reach this level, I know there's no easy fights or there shouldn't be. But there is certainly ways to, uh, you know, make favorable matchmaking and help guys out. And I don't know if Edmund Shabazzian is at the point where they, they need to do that with him. I think a lot of people have thought about it and asked for that. So Brendan Allen would, would not be going in that direction. But I also didn't think that was a terrible suggestion. I, I did see some listeners throw that one out there. And I'm like, I, I understand why. They're probably around the same spot in the rankings. It's just that Allen is trending upwards. Shabazian, the golden boy, one so promising, we don't know what direction he's really he's really headed in. So maybe that would be a good a good test. But if he loses that, I think Shabazian's probably released, right? Mm. He forced straight? Yeah, pretty good chance. Yeah. Uh, so I went instead with Brad Tavares. This was booked... I, I I apologize to listeners, by the way. This is my probably my most boring set of picks ever. And I'm telling you guys now, it does not get more exciting from here. <laughs> I, I stay stay with us, folks. I th- <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I I think I put thing is I think I put a lot of thought into these, as I usually do. But like I put like I looked at the, this week's picks really like technically and clinically, and maybe that's why I led to these very logical and not necessarily like passionate picks. But yeah, him and Brad Tavares, they were booked for uh, December fourth. Uh, UFC Vegas 44, and, and the fight fell through for whatever reason. So, I say rebook that one. I think I think that's the right right way to go. I'm a believer in Brendan Allen. I thought the, taking the Alvey fight was so smart. Get yourself back in that winner's track. Get yourself a uh, uh, two paychecks. Maybe get a bonus. Uh, uh, who got them? Shopcott and um, Shopcott and uh, oh, uh, cheating. Cheating. But hey, he had a chance for a bonus. And, and either way, he got a win, got paid. He's back in the winning. We're talking about him as a winner again. Good stuff. So uh, Brad Tavares, make it happen again. We had a hashtag and still on Saturday. Brian Battle retains his ultimate fighter trophy, defeating Treshawn Gore via unanimous decision. 
Battle is a tough man, dude. That last name makes all the sense in the world. Basically fought the entire third round with one eye. I was impressed with the heart, the grit, and the determination of one Brian Battle. But I got to say, my first reaction coming out of that fight is that Treshawn Gore is going to be kicking himself for losing that fight. You had a guy with one eye. You could have just jabbed him to death, and you would have won the fight. And instead, he stayed at space. He let Brian Battle pick him apart. And a great win for Brian Battle. I think his stock rises quite a bit. But I think this is more of a Treshawn Gore should be kicking himself and probably getting a an earful from the Lima brothers, no doubt about it, after, after that loss. But Brian Battle retains his title. He moves on to other things. Where does he go? Where are those other things, AK? I'm slow rolling again, Mike. I'm slow rolling everybody. All right. I saw some I, – I saw – the listeners – people, stay tuned for listener suggestions. You guys are, are – you guys <laughs> are maniacs. You guys are maniacs and you are – you you guys are like, go battle in there with Israel Adesanya. He's ready. Like <laughs> you guys just don't care. You guys see a guy win a fight and God bless you for your positivity and your optimism. You just want to see that guy thrown into the wolves right away. Uh, uh, Cody Brundage has a fight with Dalcha Lundjambula uh, coming up soon, March 12th. I think the winner of that fight makes sense. I'm bringing Battle along real slow. He's what seven and one now, or something. Six and one, seven and one. Talented guy, great personality. Keep him on the prelims or, or on the you know lower part of these main cards on these uh, fight night events, and let's build him. Let's build him. He, I like Battle a lot. I had picked him to beat Gore. He was a slight underdog. It kind of went as I thought it would with Gore being again super dangerous uh, and Battle, you know, just being a little more technical, more experienced guy. That's what you saw here. You just saw more experience. And I, I don't want to throw Battle in there with guys significantly more experienced than him yet. So. Uh, Brundage, Lunjambula winner. It's not super sexy, but I like it. I thought for sure we were going to have the same pick here, and I was dead wrong. Uh, I'm going with the loser of Adesanya Whitaker. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, no. Of course, yeah. J- Jamie Pickett was the pick for me. It's, okay. it, I, I think it's fine. Pickett's got a couple of wins. They were fine. They were like okay victories. Um, yeah, we'll go with that. I, I think experience wise that works, and I wouldn't go any higher than that. Any higher than that is is silly and there's some there's some interesting picks from the listeners no doubt about that as we move ahead to the second mvp who probably on most cards would be the mvp julian arosa what a saturday night that man had and nobody deserves this more because he's had some exceptional finishes since coming back to the ufc none of them were bonuses from what i recall he didn't get one for the for any of the finishes if memory serves me correctly Gets a fight of the night by himself because Steven Peterson missed weight. Gets a $100,000 bonus. Gets his win money, his show money, and he gets 30% of Steven Peterson's purse. Talk about making bank accounts great again. Julian Arosa did exactly that. Juicy J gets the big win. And this is kind of lazy booking on my part. Lazy matchmaking. But you know what? I want to see it. I want to see this fight. Julian Arosa versus another winner on this card, Hakeem Dawadu. That's the fight to make. And there's some tremendous suggestions for Julian Arosa that I'll be happy if pretty much any of these get booked. Your thoughts on the surging featherweight veteran, Julian Arosa. What a juicy win. Uh, <laughs> what a juicy pick that you just gave us, Mike. He's a juicy Juicy man, and I think we all. Should. Do you guys understand? Do you guys see why I have a problem with this nickname? Do you guys? The more I say it. Do you understand why I think calling a man juicy is just not – it's not okay. It's not okay. This and Raw Dog. I'm telling you guys, I am campaigning against Juicy and Raw Dog, but congratulations to Juicy J. That was huge. He does have one performance bonus, uh, the Darce Choke of Sean Woodson, but you're right. It feels like he should have like at least two more. 
such an exciting guy. Uh, it's been said many times how long it took him to stick in the UFC. Th- his, his third run with the UFC. He's done the Ultimate Fighter. He's done Contender Series. He's fought in the regionals. He's be- He's just he's had to do it all. It's been uh, so well deserved. Uh, yeah. To, I, hopefully he got all the 100k. I saw uh, Damian Brown beat down Damian Brown say that when he he was in a similar situation. Apparently he didn't get both checks, but that might have been different. It sounds like uh, as far as we know, Arosa did get paid. So. I like him. I went there. We go. You know what? I went a little spicy with this one. I went a little spicy. I want to see him move up in the rankings. I know the UFC kind of views him as a fun fighter, and it's like, ah, oh, we can book him with anybody. It'll be a fun fight. You know, he's not really in the title picture. Someday, if he is, it'll be strictly out of like by accident. You know, it's like we'll we'll wake up one morning and it'll be like, oh, Julian Arosa's won six straight fights. I guess he's a, he's a top ten fighter. You know, but I don't think they push him that way. But I do want to move him up, so I'm throwing him in there with. Zubaira Tukugov. Zubaira Tukugov. I have him at quite a few spots higher, probably closer, just outside the top 20. Arosa just ahead of the, just inside the top 20, so like around like the 26 to 30 range. So, uh, and in, and at featherweight, that that would be a big job. If Arosa beats him and, and takes his spot in like the top, you know, top 25, just outside the top 20, that's huge. Then again, then we start talking about top 15 opponent. Then we start talking about Julian Arosa as a potential contender. Again, not that it really matters. Arosa is just a great, exciting fighter. We shouldn't care about titles uh, at this point in his career. He probably doesn't either. He's just going to enjoy that extra that extra fat 100 Gs uh, as he should. But I think a fight with him, Tukagov, would be would be interesting. I don't think you can go wrong with Julian Arosa right now. I don't no. think you can. I think everything uh, that fight delivered as most ex- – I mean, that was better than everybody expected. Everyone expected it to be a great fight, but I don't know if anybody expected it to be that great. That was a wild, bloody battle, and congratulations to Julian Arosa. Well he's just he's, he's just so juicy. God, he's he's so juicy. Oh my god, dude! Now you're making it way mm. too creepy. Am I? Yeah. It's not, it's not, I didn't make up the nickname. I didn't make it up. Yeah, but I mean, when you put it in that context, it's oh, it's a I little didn't. bizarre and weird. That's, that's how I normally say that word. I, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. It just has to be said. Speaking of juicy, let's go to the wild card round where we will select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we will do so now. So, AK, this could be a loser from the main card, could be a winner from the prelims. Your thoughts, your selection for the UFC Vegas 47 wildcard pick. I'm going with uh, Chidi, uh, Juicy, and Jukawani here. Uh, again, someone I thought was going to have a really good UFC debut. Again, because people saw him fight in Bellator. He's been around for a long time. He has an exciting style. He shouldn't have had to go through the Contender Series. I hope he is not on a standard Contender Series contract. I, I assume he is. But I, I, I would hope those things are not uniform and that him and his team are like, you know, we're not exactly some guy coming up, some rookie coming off the street here. We've been around for a while. But he wasn't the only uh, guy with like 20 plus fights to fight on uh, the fifth season of Contender Series. So he probably is in the same boat. Uh, I'm going to go with the name you brought up earlier for Maximov. I actually like him uh, and Jukawani to fight Eric Anders. Again, it's just, just experience wise. It kind of lines up. And I wanted to have Jukawani someone tough and someone that's probably higher than him. In the UFC's rankings, I, 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 he's definitely uh, Anders is a higher in my rankings, and I think Injikwani, I think that just works out for him. I think it, it's another chance for another highlight. It's a respectable opponent, and it would move uh, Injikwani up up quickly. Uh, again, he was he was almost a contender in Bellator. I don't know if he can be that in the UFC. I do think the UFC's middleweight division is is quite a bit deeper. But you give him a guy like Anders, test him out there, and then you'll learn a lot about where what his potential could be now that he's uh, fighting in the octagon. Good pick. 
I'm going with Juicy Jailton Almeida because he absolutely <laughs> tore it, it up it. on Saturday. Actually, again, another guy who probably exceeded the very high expectations cool. that people Amazing. had for him and certainly that I had for him. I know he called out Shogun, and while that would accomplish a nice bucket list item, actually, now that I think of it, I, I could see the UFC absolutely trying to book that fight, but not sure if Shogun would be overthrilled with it. So I'm not going with that. What I am going with, AK, is opposite of the theme of this episode. This is a no-slow-roll approach. I'm going Jailton Almeida versus Jimmy Crute. That is the fight to make. Wow. Let's go. 205. Let's let's let violence commence, AK. I support that. Th- this is not a guy that I feel like needs to be slow rolled. Uh, he has a good amount of experience outside of the UFC. He was what, fi- it's 15 and 2 now, right? So this was his uh, 17th, 17 pro fight. So he's he's not an inexperienced fighter. Um, he just he looks the part, certainly. And he has the kind of fighting style that is generally conducive to finding success at the UFC. He's he's not only has uh, top shelf jujitsu; he's a very strong wrestler. You can't say that about all all the uh, all these fighters necessarily with uh, with strong grappling backgrounds. So when you have that combination, and you have his strength and his athleticism and his experience, slow rolling him doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, and again, light heavyweight's not that deep anyway, so there's not a lot of options to slow roll if that's the way you want to go. So absolutely, I'm with you. Uh, Jimmy Crute makes a lot of sense. If people want to go higher ranked than Jimmy Crute, guess what? I'm kind of down with that too. So whatever, guys, whatever suggestions you have for Jalton Almeida, I actually didn't get, I don't think I got too many. Uh, I am for it. Put, push this guy quickly. I think he'll be top, maybe just outside the top 10 by the end of the year of, of uh, the MMA fighting rankings. And that's a conservative estimate. He might be in the top 10. Yep. That guy is super good. He is the real deal. Do we have any check the tapes, mic checks, anything of that sort? Any, any bonus coverage here before we go to the listeners? Uh, just some quick uh, listeners did a good job picking out Paul Craig, Nikita Krilov, March 19th, Oliver Gaethje, which we all wanted. And and it seems like an easy pick, but it wasn't guaranteed. We were all scared there might be some uh, McGregor thrown in there or something. But uh, that is happening now. UFC 274, May 7th. And uh, a fight that feels like it should have been booked like 50 times. Uh, Holly Holm and uh, Catelyn Vieta. Uh, that's uh, May 21st. I believe it's the May 21st headliner. I think that's the plan. So um, exciting stuff there. Uh, and I will give a solo Otno point to the Poconos picker, Jay Donaghy, who threw out Mark Giacchisi and uh, Borshev. What's this guy's first name again? <laughs> I, my apologies. There's just so many names. Um, who just recently made his debut. Vyacheslav. Vyacheslav Borshev will be fighting Mark Giacchisi, it looks like, on March 26th. And uh, Jay Donaghy, you're the only guy I remember seeing that with. So a solo on no point to you, sir. Very nicely done. Very nicely done. Let us go to the listeners so they can try to get their own solo on no points. Why don't we give the typical disclosure, AK? Oh, there's some addendums this time, too, my friend. <laughs> uh, yes, I listen, emphasis on winners and losers, uh, unless they're in the main event or title fight. But I mean, whatever. We'll, you know, send, send in whatever you guys want. Uh, if you want that solo point, we, we generally use a categories rule. And uh, if you were the only person to send it to me, I will probably give you a point. Guys, pay attention, please. Wait what weight class the guys are in. Have they fought already recently? Is someone notably injured for a long time? Is someone still not on the roster anymore? Uh, and uh, the fighter could also already be booked. These are things that are so easy to check, guys. Topology.com, SureDog.com, whatever database you want. Our website, MMAfighting.com. Um, you can, it's easy to find these things. Uh, your pick just might be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it. That's the golden rule. So if you have a bad pick and you didn't hear it, well, now you know why. Uh, two, three other things. Uh, I saw some picks for Brendan Allen at 205. Guys, I don't think Brendan Allen's sticking around at 205. I, I, that, it's not impossible, but 
Mike, you, you probably know, right? I would say, I mean, unless it's a short notice thing, yeah, probably not. Because this was really a middleweight fight. I mean, Sam Alvey's last fight was a middleweight. So this was just a middleweight fight. It was a it was a replacement, short notice replacement, and they just said, well, it, make, it doesn't make sense to cut down to 185. So I, I doubt it. Also, I saw, did you see a lot of this? Brendan Allen, Gerald Mearshart? I did see that. Guys, they're uh, not, yes. They're, not, they're good friends. They're not going to fight. They're... Do they, they still train together, right? They're still both Rufus Sport guys, right? Yeah, I, I, I uh, Alan, I believe, is in Florida now. Oh, okay, that's right. So but I think he's, very, at, yeah, I think he's buddies. at Sanford MMA or yeah, yeah. somewhere down there. But I'm sure. But yeah, him and Mearshart are buds. And by I the way, I actually texted Gerald Mearshart because I was like, Brennan Allen had called out Anthony Pettis about giving him some money that he owed him or whatever. So I texted Mirshar to see if there was anything to that. And even he had no idea. He goes, thinks it's some kind of inside joke between the two guys. <laughs> so he's friends with both of those guys. Yeah. Him and Alan are buds. Like they're super duper close. So yeah, that fight's not happening. And this last thing, I just want to nip this in the bud before this is the second week in a row. I think someone has sent me a second episode or I should say someone has sent me some clown ass uh, Raptors take, uh, I'm not even going to acknowledge what this take was, but guys, listen, if you want to talk basketball, that's great. I'm a huge basketball fan. Uh, if you're going to talk about the Raptors, at least, you know, yeah. fool me into thinking you've watched the game because I know when people make, make – <laughs> no, it's true. I, I know when people make dumbass comments with the Raptors that they clearly haven't watched them play. Uh, so uh, I, I won't acknowledge – going forth, I'm just not going to acknowledge these. Uh, if, you, if I know I'm encouraging it. I'm sure I'll get like 50 people send me uh, stupid-ass Raptors takes down. That's fine. I'm just going to ignore it. And uh, if it annoys me enough, uh, I just won't read the rest of your message. So there you go. So uh, send in your clown-ass Raptors takes at your own risk. You know who you are. Yes, if you're going to send in Raptors takes, come correct. Come correct with some facts and some figures. Uh, Let's get right into this. Owen Carroll always coming in first, which is smart because then you get your picks out there first. Malcolm Gordon versus Tyson Nam. Phil Rowe versus Michael Morales. Wow, that'd be a crazy fight. Uh, Almeida versus Daun Jung. Alexis Davis versus Vanessa Mello. Uh, Chidi versus Brendan Allen. Sure. Uh, Dawadu versus Feely. Castaneda, Davey Grant. Ooh, that's fire. Rosa versus Ryan Hall, AK. How about that? RIP Rosa. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, Brian Battle versus Jamie Pickett. Rachmada versus Jeff Neal. Maximoff, Michaelitis. Sean Strickland versus Marvin Vittori. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Nunez. Hakeem Dawadu versus Danny Ige. Not bad. Uh, Rachmada versus Pajeda. Maximoff. Maximoff versus Battle. I think Maximoff's a little bit ahead. Yeah, I'm Maximoff. Do you think Max? Yeah, uh, yes, Max. But I don't mind it. I don't mind. Again, if I don't care, I know I said slow roll both guys, but that to me, uh, that does slow rolling to me doesn't necessarily mean protecting someone's record. Um, I don't care if either guy takes their first UFC loss, especially if it was one, if it was Maximov losing the battle or battle losing to Maximov. That's fine. That's explainable. That's you're throwing two prospects in there. Someone has to lose. I think it'd be a good experience for both guys. I, I actually don't mind that. And he also suggested. Uh, Jack Hermanson versus Chris Weidman. I think I saw that too. Again, Weidman is a guy who we almost have to put on the list of like maybe we don't make matches for him just because his timetable for a comeback is so indeterminate. But that is a very, very logical uh, first opponent for him if if, uh, Hermanson wants it. I like, yeah, I I like it quite a bit. Uh, Dylan, hey Mike, hope you and AK are doing well. Here's my picks. Brennan Allen versus the winner of Alex Pajeda and Bruno Silva. I, I like saw it. that. I could see he'd love to throw a wrench in there, those uh, plans for like you know Adesanya <laughs> opponent. Uh, Rachmana versus the winner of Neil Magny versus Max Griffin on March 26th, and then he also says, by the way, just to clear things up for AK, when I said that Cater was the fourth best featherweight in the world, I meant the fourth best featherweight in the world, not just the UFC. 
Don't know what that means. Was that a rankings question? That. Ranking maybe. show question, maybe? I don't know. Uh, okay. I'll just, I'll just say, I, uh, your, your uh, comment has been acknowledged, sir. There you go. Uh, Poppy underscore Brian. Good morning, Mike and AK. Had no power for 26 hours, but the MMA gods turned it on two hours before the start of the fights. How about that? Wildcard pick from last week's Bellator card, Enrique Barzola versus Josh Hill. That would be the alternate bout for the Bantamweight Grand Prix. So the winner of that would be the alternate for the Grand Prix. Don't dislike that. Uh, Julian Arosa versus Andre Feely, perhaps sending Steven Peterson to lightweight. Brian Battle versus Deron Wynn. Brandon Allen versus Brad Tavares. Rebook it. He's with you. Rachmanov versus Magny. I would assume that is if he beats uh, Max Griffin. He mm-hmm. said, also, I feel bad for Harris. I watched him on Looking for a Fight. He's a great fighter, but shouldn't have been fighting Shafgat. No way Magny says no to that fight if he gets it. And Maximoff versus the loser of Julian Marquez versus Kyle Dawkins. You like that one? That's in the right range? You said that was Maximoff? Maximoff versus the loser of Marquez Dawkins. Yeah, yeah, the loser of that fight, sure, sure. Again, I, I don't, I don't know. I think I'm a little less bullish on Maximo's prospects than other people. Maybe because I've seen him less. I'm not sure because I, I didn't see his. I don't think I. Oh no, no, I saw the, his, his contender series performance and I watched the Brundage fight. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Again, I, I, I just want to hold. I just want to. I'm holding. I just want to hold people back, Mike. That's the kind of person I am. I want to hold people back in their careers. All right. <laughs> I hear you. What a guy you are, uh, John uh, Ray uh, Gordon versus Zumagulov. Questions to split decision. Alexis Davis versus Ashley Evans-Smith. I, I think we need to have a rule that we can't put Ashley Evans-Smith in any fights. She hasn't, When is was she, the last time she fought? Is she still I don't even know if she's on the, on the roster. roster? I, I mean, I don't think we ever said she was released, but... No. I, I, I mean... Don't, I don't no, think I'm not interested released. in that. What, what um, does Alexis Davis have to prove by beating Ashley Evans-Smith? She'd be like a 10-to-1 favorite in that fight. November 2020. That is her most recent fight. Uh, yeah. Ashley Evans-Smith. Yeah. So I don't think it happens. I think we got to think a little higher for Alexis Davis after that that win. Dawoodoo versus Sean Woodson. Castaneda versus Casey Kenny. Arosa versus Billy Q. That is super fun. Allen versus Heinish. There's some heat on that one. Rachmanov, Ponzinibbio. Maximoff, Delize. Hermanson, Tavares. Strickland versus Cannoneer. Win or lose. And then he also picks Benson Henderson versus the Kevin Lee Diego Sanchez winner at Eagle FC forty eight or whatever. Sure, sure. I, I did see a few few people mention Benson. That's good. I'm glad there's enthusiasm around Benson Henderson again, I, and people are making matchups for him. That's that's good. Uh, what, what was what was the one you read a couple before that? I'm sorry, Pete. It was. Can you read those last two picks you did? Uh, Hermanson Tavares, Strickland Cannonier, win or lose. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to think if Cannonier wins, he gets a title shot. Oh, and unless and, and if Adesanya wins, I should say, and if Adesanya wins, yeah, Adesanya would have to win immediate trilogy, right, with Whitaker if, if he lost. But uh, yeah, presumably if Adesanya wins, you don't make Cannonier fight again, right? Why? Why? Why would you do that? No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Cannonier's not, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe Adesanya has has other ideas. What? Are, I don't know. Well, who knows? It's UFC and the UFC does UFC things. Turd Ferguson likes Nick's Mac, Nick Maximoff versus the winner of Wellington Terman versus Misha Serkinoff. Some that's not like terrible. Yeah, like that's I mean, good. I, Terman's again, you know, a little bit closer as far as uh, I think skill wise. Uh, but Serkinoff again has not looked great. Uh, did not look great at 185 in his debut. May, I, I still think maybe you know stealing the weight cut. So we'll see how he looks against Terman. He said winner of this fight. Ah, uh, the winner of that fight. Yeah, winner. Man, I don't know Serkinoff. I feel like Serkinov would be bigger than him too. 
Yeah, I don't mind it. It's it's not like it's not like a terrible fight either yeah. of those. Uh, Rachmana versus Daniel Rodriguez. I don't love that one, just because they're two kind of up and comers, and I think the UFC has something with both of these guys. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a tough one. I mean, I'd watch the hell out of that fight. Mm. Uh, Brennan Allen versus Christoph Jocko. I think that's been a popular one. Brian Battle versus the winner of Jacob Malkoon versus AJ Dobson. That's fine. I like that one. Yes. I think that's perfect. Good thinking. Uh, Julian Arosa versus Lando Venata. That's fun. Yep. Castaneda versus the winner of Douglas Silva de Andrade versus Sergey Morozov. Duwadu versus Bill Algio. Chidi versus the winner of Marquez Dacus. Alexis Davis versus the winner of Josiani Nunez. Jennifer Arenada. Almeida versus the winner of Oleg Zaychuk versus Dustin Jacoby. Good Lord. That is a lot of fun. Uh, Phil Rowe versus the winner of Jeremiah Wells and Blood Diamond. Malcolm Gordon versus Jeff Molina. Did they actually write Blood Diamond or did they write his Mike Mathitha? Yeah. Yeah, they wrote the real name. They wrote his real name. Why people, Can we not agree that he's Blood Diamond? Is he not Blood Diamond? That's. I mean, that's what I'm calling him. <laughs> I saw. I remember when like people were talking about it first. They were just calling him Blood Diamond. I didn't even. And then I saw other people when they started. I'm like Mike Mathitha. Who the Who the hell is that? And then I was like, Oh, that's Blood Diamond. I see Guys, Mike Diamond. We should I don't know this. where we're going. And then I saw Mike Diamond. Yeah. And I'm like Mike Diamond. I'm like, if you're gonna do di- throw the diamond in there, just throw in the blood as well. Why are we half-assing this? So uh, yeah, let's just that's go. A, that's be a new part of the disclaimer next week, uh, guys. If you're matching up Mike Mathitha. Oh, after after he fights, there you go. After his fights, I'll tell people if you're matching him up, just call him Blood Diamond. Yeah, I don't want Blood Mathitha or anything like that. So please, no, that's the worst one. <laughs> uh, Chris London, Strickland versus Costa, Maximoff versus, Maximoff versus Battle. Uh, yeah, I, again, I have no problem with yeah. that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Rockmanoff versus Tim Means, I like that idea. Brendan Allen versus Jocko, another one for that. Uh, Dawadu versus Quarantillo. Almeida versus Khalil Roundtree. Holy moly. Roundtree is fighting um, someone. Yeah, he's isn't he booked? I forget. He's fighting... Oh my gosh, it's right in front of me and I can't find it. It's uh, don't move on, don't worry. <laughs> uh okay, come back. Carl Roberson. Carl Roberson, March twelfth. Oh boy. Yeah. Max Sherman. Uh Corintillo versus Arosa. Allen versus Muradoff. Battle versus Jordan Wright. Maximoff versus Mark Andre Barrio. Gore versus Andreas Michaelitis. Rachmanov versus Li Jing Liang. Uh Marcus going to the chart here. We're not gonna read off all of these. Uh Maximoff versus Adolfo Vieta. Castaneda versus Vince Morales, Chidi versus Muradoff, Alexis Davis versus B.M. Alecki, uh, Almeida versus Alonzo Menafield. Does 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 Adolfo Vieta not kill Maximov at this point in their careers? Am I overrating Vieta? Is it the cardio thing too? Maybe maybe Maximov has probably superior cardio. We think he could outlast him. I mean, in a straight grappling matchup, does not does Vera not destroy him? Yeah, I mean he'd have the advantage. Maximov is, like is is slick. That'd be what I would look at that fight the same way I looked at the Puna fight. If he gets out of the first round, Maximoff would probably win the fight. The cardio would be a big difference. The car, the cardio would be huge. Uh, Hadolfo Vallada's cardio very very suspect, but I think he would just destroy Maximoff. But I thought he'd destroy uh, Fluffy Hernandez too. So I mean, there you go. There you go. Uh, Gerard Biagin, Puna versus the winner of Joaquin Buckley versus Alassane. I like that idea a lot. Rachmada versus Chaos Williams. Wow, winner gets top 10, 15 yep. opponent. That's fun. Wow, that's a fun fight. Love I, it. That makes a lot of sense. Dawadu versus Julian Arosas to bring out the best in both men. Chidi versus Roman Delize. Uh Harry Dewaskin. Malcolm Gordon versus Zaruk Adashev. Phil Rowe versus Nicholas Dalby. Jalton Almeida versus William Knight. William Knight's actually fighting next. Well, 
I mean, it's, it's possible. William Knight's sure. fighting Maxim Grishin next Maxim week Grishin. Yeah. at UFC 271, so it, it is possible. John Castaneda versus Tony Gravely. That's fun. Julian Arosa versus Bill Algio. Battle versus Pickett. Maximoff versus Deron Wynn. Sean Strickland versus The Therapist. Stop talking all the smack about killing someone and then have three straight mad decisions. Holy cow. Harry. I like it. How, man, how tough is Bantamweight? If you're, I was thinking with the Castaneda. Like, you, you beat a Miles Johns, and then you run, like, you run into a Tony Gravely. And then even beating him, like, I don't know how much it moves you up. It's such, that's, that's ridiculous. It's Mount like John's really tough. Like it, it's it's, it's like going it's so like good. going to a carnival and you play that game where you take the the little round ball and you roll it up, but you only get it into the one and the horse only moves like one little gallop. Oh my gosh! That's what that's what bantamweight's like right now. You can only throw it to one. Like there's no sixes and fives no. and fours. It's just ones. That's, that's what so, the bantamweight division is like right that's now. So tough. Daniel Marcula's first time, long time. You know the shtick. Anyways, I have Shafkat versus Nico Price. I feel like Price has become the go-to guy regarding matchmaking for exciting up-and-comers, but after seeing that fight and knowing Price, it seems like that would be a great fight. Also, would give either fighter, specifically Shavkat, that extra leg up into the top 15. I was going to say Strickland versus the loser of Canadair versus Brunson, but I'm not sure if the actual presentation of this win really gave Sean that kind of boost, which he seemed to agree with. That said, as Jose said, I do like the prospect of Strickland versus Vittori. Both have great cardio. Both need something to get them a little more notoriety with the dub. I think if Sean wants a shot at the title, a win over some beast like Vittori will boost his stock even more so after an obvious win over Hermanson, who unfortunately cannot beat that top echelon, which I guess can give Darren Till a reason to step in the cage against Jack Hermanson. I don't know. I've typed a novel that I doubt will be read <laughs> AK will not enjoy that. I disagree. I think AK probably like that. I love when people. I love when people. I wish we had more time to read like everyone's full posts. Sometimes I, I do tend to cut the people's posts down, but I like when we have time to read uh, everyone's. And I like Hermanson. Hermanson Till. That was booked before. It made a lot of sense then. It still makes sense now. Hopefully they can line that one up again. Uh, Francesco, our fan from Italy, Maximov Delize, Wildcards, Castaneda, Umar Nurmagomedov. Alexis Davis versus Raquel Pennington. Tino Alvarez, Maximoff versus Anders. Rachmanov versus Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos. Chidi versus Jun Young Park. Uh, Alexis Davis versus Julia Avila. Yeah. Julia's got just had knee surgery not long ago because she was supposed to fight Raquel Pennington in December. Mm-hmm. Something happened. I, I forget what the exact injury is, but she's going to be out for a while. So if Alexis Davis is out, is it going to sit out for a little while? Maybe till like the end of the year? Yeah, maybe. I want to um, see. I, I I I saw a lot of that from the listeners. Uh, Alexis David versus Julia Avila. So shout outs to uh, Dax at Pike Put on Twitter, who just put hashtag Alligator versus Raging Panda. That's a great hashtag. Very long, but I, I do like it. I do like that. That is a good hashtag. Maybe Gator versus pa- Gator versus Panda would just be easier. But uh, like what else we got? Almeida versus Devin Clark. Phil Rowe versus Munir Lazez. Malcolm mm-hmm. Gordon versus Oday Osborne. Tristan Gordet. Rachmanov versus Zaleski. A veteran. Fought some tough fighters coming off a win. Think it would be a really fun fight. He likes Carlson Harris versus Chaos Williams. Julian Arosa versus Shane Burgos. Do I have to say anything else? It shouldn't even be a question. That would be fun. Malcolm Gordon versus Bruno Silva. And he made sure he put in parentheses the flyweight version. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> Jared Kawada. Roe versus Semmelsberger. Semmelsberger is fighting AJ Fletcher, March 12th, if memory serves me correctly. What a pull. So, yes. I can't correct you on that. I, have I no, just, I have no yeah, idea. I just saw that. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Chidi versus Dusko Todorovic. Duato versus Billy Q. 
Rachmada versus Li Jingliang, Maximoff versus Ian Heinish, and the Wananta Barber just came through with Jack Hermanson versus Ian Heinish and Sean Strickland versus Derek Brunson. I guess win or lose next week. But you mentioned you said uh, that last one, not this was the last re- uh, listener, uh, Rosa Burgos, right? Uh, that was Tristan Gordet, Rosa. Tristan, Burgos. our boy, Tristan Gordet. What's up, Tristan? Uh, but featherweight again, same thing you said about bantamweight. When, when you're in that middle of the pack at featherweight, it's like you have to beat like three people to move up like five spots, and and not that doesn't even put you in the top like fifteen. That's like gets you you move up five spots closer to the top fifteen. It's so so difficult. It's the opposite of light heavyweight. We were like we were saying with Jailton. Jailton could win like maybe like two fights over the next like nine months, and we could be talking. We'll probably he'll probably be ranked. Yeah, featherweight is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> featherweight and bantamweight. Uh, lightweight, of course, historically always. But, man, right now, featherweight and bantamweight. <laughs> it's just so, so many good, fun matchups to be made. But, like, it just feels like you have all these great middle-of-the-road uh, 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 fighters that are just going to end up devouring each other. You know? It's just – I don't know who can go on, a like, a five-fight, six-fight run with some of the names that have been thrown out there for, like, Arosa, Burgos, Feely, Quarantillo, all these guys. It's just – it's absurd. Absolutely absurd. On to you, AK. All right. Uh, you mentioned a lot of these, so I'll just mention some of the most popular ones I saw from the listeners. Uh, Strickland versus some combination of the Brunson Cannoneer winner-loser. Uh, Strickland versus Paulo Costa, Strickland Vittori. I saw a little bit of Strickland Till, which I actually like a lot, uh, I, but it does seem to have fallen. And I think people on previous episodes has, has suggested that one more. It seems to have fallen on the back burner now. Uh, I do think Till's maybe lost a little bit of his shine. Uh, as far as being a contender goes. Uh, Rachmanov versus Ponzinibbio was the most popular pick for Shavkat that I saw. Again, I, I find Ponzinibbio, I don't want that. All the Brendan Allen Murdoff stuff, Mike, uh, I know you had a few people suggest that. Uh, do, I, I don't think I don't, it's like, do people just want to see him finish the job that his buddy Mirshad <laughs> started? Like, it's a good matchup. I mean, and Murdoff is so good. Like, I mean, I, I don't, he shouldn't lose that much luster for losing to Mirshad, you know, again, because Mirshad, I think, is also good. Um, I think there's a little bit in different paths right now. I get why people want it, but uh, the most the most popular thing I saw from Brendan Allen was uh, Shabazzian. People want to see that. Battle, ton of suggestions. Uh, Julian Wright. Julian Wright was the one I saw the most. Um, Jordan Wright? I, I'm sorry, Jordan Wright. Julian Wright is a former NBA player. So he got NBA in my mind because <laughs> these haters, Mike. Uh, the other one I saw quite a bit, Battle versus Petrosky. I don't like this. They fought on the show. Battle submitted him, and the show was less than a year ago, guys. I'm not sure why, and, and and this was specifically mentioned as a rematch by at least one listener. I don't know why there people would be so eager to see him fight Petrosky again. And I think Petrosky is a fine prospect. I just don't know why does Battle have to beat him again to to advance. So I I don't like that match. That could happen somewhere down the road again, and you bill it as that Ultimate Fighter rematch. Yeah, I, th- the- I I think you got to remove Battle from the tough equation. Please, now. it's over. It's done. It's done. He's off the show. He just he won the finale twice. What else does this man have to do? And he already beat Petrovsky. He brought the trophy with him. Which is awesome, by the way. That was the best thing. Outside, start to finish, pretty good night for Brian Battle. Pretty good night. Comes out to Triple H's WWE theme song. Brings the trophy with him, which I thought was a brilliant move on his part. Good good work. If this is like the NHL, he's like the third star of the night. Calls out Team Volkanovsky. Like, why didn't you guys pick me? The... (laughs) This show filmed like a year ago, and he's been holding on to that <laughs> that beef until today. I uh, the petty wars were won by Brian Battle on on uh, Saturday. That is for damn sure. I, I was like, there is, I, I would I would say, three percent of the viewing audience, Mike, had any idea what the hell he was talking about when he brought up his beef with uh, Team Volkanovski. I don't. Were you one of them? I mean, 
I assumed that. I mean, he mentioned drafts. So I, I figured sure. he he was he felt disrespected by the drafting, but I have no idea what he meant specifically. I, that, was, that was wild. Uh, Julian Arosa, people really want to see him for his Darren Elkins or for his Quarantillo. I'm kind of favor the Quarantillo one over that, but yeah, you know, so can't go wrong. Dawood versus Feely. I feel like this has to happen. A lot of people called for it. Njokawani versus the Al Hassan Buckley winner loser. Some combination there. Uh, a lot of people want Jailton Almeida and Menafields. I I would love to see that. I want again just to just the weigh-ins, Mike. I mean, outside of just like looking at people who you wish you could look like physically, <laughs> I have no interest in that fight. Why? I'm sorry. I think I think Almeida would absolutely destroy him. I think he's a okay. not. I think he's a nine to one favorite in that fight. Maybe not. No. Yes, I do. I I do. I, I think five to minus five hundred. After the William Knight fight, you can't have that confidence. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I like William Knight a lot. I think he's a great personality, but you think Alonzo Menafield Alonzo Menafield's best chance to win that fight is to do what he did to William Knight and just hold him against the fence and not let him do anything. Because if Jalen Almeida takes him down, he is done. He's getting smushed. And if he gets into a striking battle, yeah, he might be able to land a big shot in that first round. But chances are Almeida's going to smush him. And I don't like that fight. If Alonzo's got – Alonzo you could do something with, but don't feed him to Almeida. Don't Just don't. I don't like that fight at all. Listeners, when this fight is booked – uh, remember this for a future mic check. Okay, I'm with and you guys. And if the fight is booked and when it's over, you're gonna say, "Mike, you were right. This should have never happened." I've never said that before ever. Uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill Rowe versus Andre Fialo. Uh, I just wanted to shout this out. Uh, a few people suggested, and and our guy Michael Conifree of the Otno and MMA Fighting Memes page uh, has a great nickname for Phil Rowe. He called him Phil two in a row. And I think as long as Phil's, I think as long as Phil Rowe's. Like Winston, I hope next time Bruce Buffer introduces him as Phil two in a row next time, and then so on and so forth. He wins again. You Phil three in a row. <laughs> that is, is great tremendous. Gimmick. That's a great gimmick. So Michael Conifray, thank you very much for that suggestion. And, I and might hopefully... actually, I, I'm breaking news. I am going to text <laughs> please Phil Rowe's manager right now yes. to set up an interview with Phil Rowe for We Got Next, and I'm going to bring that up to him because I think that's brilliant. It I can think that's keep a going. Move. Yes, it just go. I mean, if, if he just loses his next fight, it's a total bust. But if, no, we get but it, if he loses two in a row, you could still go with it. If at least we go – no, no. I think he has to keep winning. And then I think if we at least get to, like, fill four in a row, then this was all worth it. And then if he loses, then it's fine. It's – you know, it, it happens. But if he, if, if he gets at least four in a row, that would be so cool. Oh, I love it. I love that so much. All right. I'll go to Jay Donaghy in our emails uh, to lead off the rest of these uh, these picks because he did get our solo Atna points. So this is another reward for that. Uh, he likes uh, Max- Maximo versus Njokawani and uh, Strickland versus Whitaker if he loses to Adesanya. I think that's very likely to happen um, if Whitaker does lose again. And I think Whitaker would love to fight Strickland. Uh Casey Carpenter always sending us nice messages along with their emails. Uh, Casey just want to say congratulations to Jed. Jed Mishu, of course, for anyone who may have missed the news, is a fur- full-time MMA fightinger now. Uh, and uh, Casey suggests that we do a podcast together, uh, The Prince of Positivity and The King of No Gray Area. Uh, I deal with Jed a lot. I, I dealt with Jed a lot before he was full-time. So uh, I don't know if I'm down with this. But let's just say you will be seeing a lot more of Jed, seeing and hearing a lot more of Jed uh, in, in the months to come. Um, they like they 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 like the show. They gave it an eight overall. So thank you, Casey. Uh, and Casey says, "I hate to go this way. We can't match trick until next week. If Izzy wins, Sean gets Tele shot. 
or Whitaker fight, most likely Whitaker fight, uh, Izzy should fight the winner of the featured bout, the Cannoneer Brunson fight if he wins. If Robert wins, you get a trilogy, and then uh, Sean fights the Branson Cannoneer winner. So, uh, Rachmanov versus Jeff Neal, Battle versus Maximov, Allen versus Muradov. Again, a lot of people recommended this. Oh, this is what I wanted to read. So Casey says for uh, Smiling Sam, he needs to go into just coaching at his gyms. I think his fight days are over. I've heard him in interviews say he enjoys coaching. So, uh, and then he says, thank you for all the great content. And as a resident of the Savannah slash Hilton Head area, respect to Mike Heck for wearing the Bluffton basketball shirt in the pre-show. That's right. All right. I didn't understand any of that. that was yes, I, co- I coach my kids' team, and that's the shirt we wear when we coach our team. Tough. So, let me say, I just want to say this, and I think you can agree with me on Please. this, AK. The, 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 the negativity and the dare I say, hate, if you will, towards Sam Alvey is a disgrace. Honestly, it's a wow. disgrace. You cannot be mad at Sam Alvey for this, okay? He is doing what he loves to do. The man has a smile on his face. It's not easy to smile when you're winless in eight fights. The guy still finds a way to show up and have a positive attitude and all of that. If you have a problem with this, don't blame Sam for this. You blame the UFC. You blame the matchmakers. Do not blame Sam Alvey for doing what he loves to do. If the UFC is going to keep booking, what's he going to say? No. I don't want to fight for... I don't want to fulfill my dream anymore. I don't want to fight for the UFC and do what I love to do more than anything in the world, win or lose. You cannot blame him for this. Any hate will not be tolerated on this program. Wait a minute. It will not Wait be tolerated. Wait a minute. Blame the UFC... Not Sam Alvey. That's that. Listen, that's the point I'm trying to make. Mike, on the Prince of Positivity, I don't hate anybody, first of all. I don't hate anybody. I don't believe in it. I, it's a bad emotion. It takes a lot of energy. I'm too lazy to hate people. So I don't hate Sam Alvey. And I, and, and I agree with many of the points <laughs> you just made. Uh, ha- hating him for having a job is absurd. Yes. Uh, it's he he. If they keep bringing him back, they keep bringing him back. What's supposed to do? So, I, did people want Sam Alvey to say, "No, I've lost too many fights. I don't think you should book me again. I don't want another UFC check. You, I've lost too many." No, well, he's not going to do that. They keep they, they want to keep giving him chances. I mean, do I think it's absurd that they don't release him? Yes, but like you said, that's not his fault. Now, I do think again, if people there's reasons not to like Sam Alvey. Okay, listen. One, he he had some some dumbass comments about the COVID pandemic when it started. So that's one reason. I don't know how much people care about that. More objectionably, though, I mean that doesn't even matter to me. Most objectionably, he has the worst walkout music in all of MMA. Uh, hey, so, hey, soul sister by Train, which is yes, just really a, an atrocity of a song. I I I love his positive energy, so I get it. I get it's part of his gimmick. That song sucks. Please, Sam Alvey. That to me is the most offensive thing about him and his personality and his general existence is coming out to that song. I hate that song. That is a really bad song, and that <laughs> song really opened my eyes to what Train really is. Uh-huh. What Train really is is they just, you know, when like a, a seven year old wants to write his mom a poem for her birthday, and yeah. he just finds random things to rhyme yep. with. That's what Train is. Listen to, and now you have to go back and listen to every Train song, mm-hmm. and you will realize that that's what they do because none of their songs make any sense at all. Not no. any semblance of sense whatsoever. <laughs> there, are, they do have some good tunes. Don't I enjoy the song "Drops of Jupiter." I'm a fan. I love that song. That's just about, that's about it. What's the San Francisco song? "Save Me, San Francisco." That's good too. <laughs> More than I know. That's good too. I do like <laughs> that one. But yes, uh, Hazel Sister sucks. It's really I, terrible. 
I apologize to my mom. She, my mom loves Train. I apologize to my mom. If she's listening, but I just, I'm just not a fan. Uh, going to Twitter. Our, our, our first leading off, Sam, Sam Hancock. They say uh, this is a first time contributor. They say they love the show. Want to send their picks from Waco, Texas? Shout out to Waco. That's uh, that's what's up. Uh, so Sam likes Strickland, Whitaker, assuming he loses to Adesanya, Hermanson, and Nasruddin Imavov. Rachmanov and Muslim Salikov, Brendan Allen, Phil Haas, and Chidi and Jaquani and oh no, I should have I didn't I didn't bet this. Chidi and Jaquani and Matt Brown. Oh Sam. Chidi and Jaquani is a middleweight. Now he did try, he did try and make welterweight. He did compete at welterweight in Beltor. I believe he missed weight or took several several 175 pound catchweight bouts. But Sam, it's your first time, so we all make mistakes. I will not come down hard on you. And let me and, and let me add to please, this real quick. Please, uh, I have to. I, I'm pretty sure because uh, what stood out about Chidi in before the fight even happened was the Barry White esque deep voice. <laughs> and from what I understand, his voice was not always like that. His voice kind of became that way because of the constant weight cutting to 170 became too much. That it what? actually like changed his vocal cords. It did something to his breathing, into like his chest and his throat area, which is why he stays at 185 now. So you're suggesting people want if people want a sexy voice like Cheetah and Jaquani, do some extreme weight cutting. Yeah, for for a couple of years. Yeah, f- become a fighter and then cut way too much weight, and maybe you can get that voice. Wow, isn't that crazy? Uh, Le- uh, legally, by the way, uh, we can uh, just people, please. We, yeah, don't uh, we do that. Are, we, we don't do that. Uh, <laughs> we're not giving that advice. Uh, and uh, Sam says he'll be in Houston for UFC 271. So, uh, Sam, have fun, man. Enjoy yourself. Thank you for for sending in picks. Uh, I'll run through some of these quick. Chris at Dragon Slayer 2 also liked uh, Phil Rowe versus Munir Lazez. That, that was that was one I probably would have picked for uh, for Phil Rowe if I'd gone with that. Ryan Doherty coming in with Brian Battle versus Marc-Andre Barrio. Now, uh, I don't know how much I, I I think logically it makes sense. I would feel a little bit bad for uh, Mark Andre because I do feel like that would be a sign that they see him as a stepping stone. Uh, again, good to see that they're invested in battle. But uh, man, I hope I hope that's not where the direction they're going with him. But that was a tough loss. I mean, when you get dropped in 16 seconds and you're two and four in the UFC after that, I don't know how much stock the UFC is, uh, is going to put in you. So hopefully at least he gets another fight. Um, at AO, it's dad. Uh, yeah, Battle versus Michaelitis. Maximov versus Dustin Stoltzfus. Uh, Dax at Pike Putt, I mentioned him before. Hermanson versus the Curtis Duplessis winner, Mike. UFC 273, April 9th. Hermanson versus Curtis or Duplessis. I like that. I like that idea a lot, actually. That's a good idea. I like it. If Curtis knocks off Duplessis and then beats Hermanson, like by the end of this year, we'll legitimately be talking about Chris Curtis for UFC title shot. It's possible. That's. It. I mean, that's a long way to go. Don't you? I mean, Duplessis. I'm. I'm I, I will probably be favored and because he'll fight. So. He'll win and then he'll fight again like next month. He'll yes. fight like nine times this year if he wants to. Anyway, Action Man. Uh, UC two seventy three, April 9th, guys. Back. He'll be back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw people suggesting the Alvi. I think you mentioned this one too. Alvi versus the um, Al Hassan Buckley winner, and I just want to see say what Dax had to say about this. It's a little cruel. Um, Cruel, but but not so objectionable that I won't read it out loud on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, because he doesn't think Alvi's going to get cut off of a short notice fight. Well, it was Brendan Allen that was coming on a short notice, but uh, he doesn't. He's not going to get cut off short notice. And I chose this as a punishment. Why? See, this, Mike, this is what you're saying. Why do you punish Sam Alvey for what? <laughs> what Why does he get Alvey, punished? What did Sam Alvey do? Other you than don't punish worse? Sam Alvey. If you're going to punish anybody, you punish Mick Maynard and make him fight the winner of that <laughs> fight. Like, not so you don't make Sam Alvey fight 
the winner of that fight. He's been punished enough for having the worst walk-up music <laughs> in MMA, all right? He's, he's lost six of his last seven fights, for God's sake. Oh, sorry, seven of his last eight fights now. Uh, Seamus Law, uh, what do we got here? Maximo versus, oh, I want to talk to you about this. Nick Maximo versus the Gregory Rodriguez Armin Petrosian winner. Actually, didn't even know that that was happening. I'm embarrassed to say. February 26th. Now, clearly he gets his fight to the ground. He probably beats either guy. Actually, Rodriguez is a really good grappler. Yeah. Rodriguez would. I I, I, I don't feel like I think I hate Nick Maximo. But I'll have, we'll have to. Hope, we'll see what I'm saying about him by the end of the year. Would, Rodriguez would kill him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I just said that about Adolfo Vieta. But Rodriguez, I think, is like as good a grappler as him, and like way better stand. Like, he would kill Nick Maximo. I do. I need to watch. Do I need to watch more Nick Maximo? Uh, Mike, am I way off on this kid? I don't. I, I don't know. It's 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 all matchups. I would probably favor Rodriguez in that fight, but I I favor Maximoff against a lot of these like big time strikers. Like if Ma- if Maximo fought yeah, like Bu- if Maximoff fought Buckley or Al Assad, I would one million percent favor Nick Maximoff in that fight. In okay. both of those fights, like wow. three to one favorites probably. All he needs to do, I mean, there's knockout power. Both those guys possess it. But Maximoff just needs to get out of that first round. He gets out of that first round, he will win. Because what he did to Puna Soriano, although not aesthetically pleasing, is grueling. And he can do that forever. He could do that for 10 rounds and not slow down. He would not stop. And it's really hard to defeat. It really is. But I guess what I will say is, if you're going to... If you got if you're gonna fight Nick Maximoff, if you are a middleweight right now that is climbing the ranks, every callout should be Nick Nick Maximoff. Every one of them, because you got to fight him now. You have to fight him now and beat him now, because if you don't, he's only gonna get better. The striking you saw, just watch his last two UFC, watch his first two UFC fights. Look at the striking in the Cody Brundage fight. Look at the striking in the first round of the Puna fight. Now, of course, you don't want to stand in the pocket and start slugging it out with Puna Soriano because you'll lose that battle, as he learned in the first round. But his striking, at least the technique, was much better this time around. That's only going to improve. So if you're going to fight Nick Maximoff, do it now while the going is good because. His improvements are going to be gigantic. I have a feel. I he's really good. I've been I've been telling you about this kid for like three years. He's legit. He's legit, and he's only going to get better. I I, I don't get it. I just don't. Get, listen, people. This is this is a massive. If he goes like three and zero this year, and we're talking about him at the end of the year for like fight of the year or breakout fight of the year, if we bring that award back, which we should. Uh, hey, people, check check my tapes. All right, check my tapes. I, I don't I don't get this whole Maximo thing again. Maybe I'm just uninformed. I don't I don't get it. Uh, Seamus Law also throws out Alexis Davis versus the uh, Aldana Aspen Lad winner, and that's going down UFC 273 April 9th. That would be a huge fight for Alexis Davis to get. Yeah, that's no. Maybe Mike the is loser. shaking his Mike the, lo- is shaking the loser. Head. The loser. The loser more likely. But I I like Alexis. You know me. I, I mean, look, I got to support my the, the pride of uh, Port Colborne, Ontario. Uh, I got to support Alexis Davis. I would love if she got. I mean, it'd be great. She, she didn't got, even I get a post-fight know. interview. That's kind of like how the UFC views her, you know. Listen, uh, that's again. We can't. We can't. There's nothing we can do about that. I would love her to get either of those names, Aldana or Lad. If she got the winner, it'd be great. I think you're right. The loser is more likely. But I like the matchup, Seamus. Thank you for throwing that one out there. Uh, Nicklinville. Uh, I want to read what they had to say at the beginning of their intro. Uh, oh, they got a break from studying from medical school to actually make a list of uh, picks. So uh, good luck with that. Nick. I wow. School is going well. Thank you. See, we have such an ed- educated, smart do. listener base. We tell people. These guys, you ought know listeners are incredible. So good luck with that, Nick. Um, 
and uh, they, they agree with me. I set, I set the gymnastic score for the card at an 8, and Nick says that, that they hit it. I agree. I think it was an 8, 7.8, 7.7 is up there, whatever, you know, however granular you want to get. Uh, and uh, of their picks, I really liked uh, Rachmana versus Lee. I know, I know you mentioned that. I, I do. It, it's it's hard. It's, it's harsh to say. I do think Lee is a top fifteen gatekeeper. Right? Yeah, I, 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 you're good not wrong. Fighter. Nothing wrong with that. Good fighter. Good. That's a good place to be. You can be in the UFC for a long time. You can knock off a lot of good names. I mean, you can build your own resume if they keep throwing you guys like Shemaev, like Rachmanov. I mean, it's a tough spot. <laughs> These guys are are getting, uh, you know, pushed up the card so quickly for a reason. But if you're Lee, hey, it's a lot worse place to be. Um, so it's not disrespectful at all, I think, to th- keep them in there with guys like that. I think it says how, how tough he is. Uh, ain't, no expert, ain't No Expert is with me on Rachmanov versus Court McGee. Uh, Dawadu versus Ryan Hall, RIP Dawadu. Uh, St- uh, oh, there we go. Oops, sorry. Uh, Stephen Brighter had a really good suggestion. He says, we need to give Julian Arosa a 150-pound catchweight belt, Mike. Uh, oh, has, I like that. He has three wins now. Uh, were fights over. Two of them, I believe, were scheduled because either he or his opponent stepped in on short notice. Uh, there was, I think, Sean Woodson was 150, and then his, and then uh, with the was the fight for this one. Was one? Another fight was 150. This one, obviously, Stephen Peterson missed weight. It wasn't planned. Um, but yeah, Arosa and Arosa is that kind of weird. He's competed at featherweight and lightweight. He'd probably love competing at 150 at 150 pounds if that was an, an, a regular option. So hey, Eagle FC. Make that 150-pound division. Bring in Julian Arosa. He could be a star for you. I like Stephen Brighter. I like where your head's at. Uh, Hermanson versus Andre Muniz. If he beats Uriah Hall, that fight's happening April 16th. Uh, so that's a good suggestion there as well. Uh, just a few more to go here. Four Corner Sports NY. Rachmanov versus Randy Brown. Rude boy. Sure. I mean, if they book it, cool. If that's a... I'll say yes if it's something we can book quickly. If it's if it's something where Rachmanov can fight in like a month, six weeks, two months, sure. If we can get that April 9th in Jacksonville, yeah, I'm in. But All right. if we're going to milk Rachmanov and make him wait five, six months before he fights again, you got to give him somebody that is going to get him into the top 15 guaranteed with the win. Well, in that case, I'm hoping we get some uh, Shavkat, Rachmanov, and Duval. Shout out to Duval. Duval. Um <laughs> Uh, Castaneda, this suggestion for him, I think this suggestion is a little bit higher in the rankings now after his impressive debut, uh, but Four Corner Sports NY throws out Castaneda versus uh, Victor Henry. Ooh, that is super fun. Great fight, great fight. And again, I know Victor Henry's more experienced, and again, he beat a higher-ranked guy, but Castaneda has a little more UFC experience, so I can see the matchmakers doing it. I don't, I don't think that's unreasonable at all. That is fun. That's That might, wow, that's really good. Kudos. Who is this? Is this Four Corner that Sports? That was Four Corner Sports NY. Well done. A well plus. Done. <laughs> a plus pick. Hayes the third uh, likes the Hermanson versus Rockhold. I put that one back together. I, I, I Again, I'm a fan. Um, Battle versus a contender series fighter. They just said, look, I won't give you a point for that, Hayes, but I'm with you in the same thinking. Like, if I if I had to choose, I'm finding someone for contender series, maybe either next season or one of the previous seasons, and just keep that going. Uh, Alexis Davis versus the Sarah McMahon, Carol Hossa loser. I think she lost to McMahon a while ago, but I'm sure, but quite a while ago, we're at the point, like, that rematch would not, ugh, rematch. That rematch would not be unreasonable, so I like that. That's going down uh, March 26th. Malcolm Gordon versus the Mokayev Cody Durden winner, Mike, March 19th? Yeah, that's the right fine. range, right? Yeah. Uh, Braden O'Neill, I don't know if you mentioned this. I don't like this at all. Maximov versus Gerald Mearshirt. Hmm. I don't love it. I'm not a fan. 
Yeah, that, I don't. To me, I, is too tough of a test. Yeah, I'm not it's a fan. Like four times as many fights as as Nick Maxim. I don't care how talented Nick Maxim. Mirshad has four times as many fights as everybody. I know, I know, but I get you know, He has four other, times as many fights as Adesanya has. <laughs> there's other options at middleweight. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, thank you, Brayden, for that and, and your other picks. Uh, Marcus McGahey calls this the. <laughs> I cannot. I can't escape it. The 100K Juicy J edition of On the Way Up. That actually sounds kind of nice when you put it that way. Uh, yes, McGay, uh, Marcus is campaigning for Hermanson Weidman. He's uh, with me on Maximov versus Delitze. Uh, what are some other good ones here? Uh, Rosa uh, versus Philly. Yep, a lot of people want it. Castaneda versus Kyung Ho Kang. I like that. Castaneda really, really was kind of the unspoken stars of, of that card. That was a great uh, win. Yeah, I know he was on the prelims. So again, we kind of, you know, a few hours later, you kind of forget. It was such a dominant win over a guy, who, uh, Miles Johns, a guy I respect a lot. So there was a lot of um, good Castaneda uh, suggestions this week. I wanted to read this from at UFC. <laughs> I got to read this whole name because they're just called UFC News. So their, uh, hash, their, their ad is at UFC MMA News Net. Darren Till versus Chidi and Jaquani. My reason is Darren Till is on a big skid, like we've mentioned on the ranking show, but he needs to step down in competition to get a win under his feet. Especially someone who's not going to wrestle him as well. And for Chidi, he should get thrown into the rankings ASAP to shake up the division. This guy is no slouch. He's already 33 and should have been in the UFC. So give him the big name and let him perform. I like that. The the reasoning is sound. The UFC will never do it. But I like I like why? where your head's at. Why, why wouldn't they do it? They're not gonna give him Darren. They're not gonna give him Darren Till. Are you crazy? Why? They're why not. Do these, why do you say these things? If he wins like two more fights and they feel like he could fight for a title, they will give him Darren Till. They will give Sean Strickland Darren Till before they. That would actually. That's a very strong possibility for Sean Strickland to give him Darren Till. Even though Darren Till is on the Schneid and Darren Till's record in middleweight and is not great. And even though Darren Till only has like one really good win in his career, Darren Till has a name. And that name means something to the UFC, how they tell their journalists to set up their rankings. We've seen it all. It's public. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it's not already out there. Uh-huh. But you know what I'm saying? Like, Darren Till is there to put over a guy that they feel could be a world champion. Not saying that Cheaty can't, but he needs, like, another win or two. He goes out and blusters two more guys in the first round. Sure. Maybe that gets Darren Till excited. But, but until then... You save Darren Till for the Sean Stricklands of the world, the guys who need Darren Till is like in the Luke Rockhold category right now, where you you need him to just be there to to put over somebody else um, in, in a position like that that needs a win that maybe came off a, a a good dominant performance but nothing to write home about. Those are the guys you put in there with the Darren Tills and the Luke Rockholds of the world. I like the process, though. If yes. you want to throw him in there against a top That's 10 guy, go for it. Like, I'm fine with it. It doesn't That doesn't hurt my feelings. I just think Till is just a little too high on the star power chain for Chidi, that type of matchup. Cheetah and Jukwana, you just got second fastest finish by debuting middleweight in UFC history. The third fastest middleweight finish in UFC history, period. Get those Twitter fingers going. Get those free friends. Call for that till fight. Mike is right. His name is way, 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 way bigger than yours. He has so much more leverage as far as uh, what fights he can get. But stranger things have happened. And Jaquani, take, 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 shoot your shot. Yes. I'm, and it, had he had he in his post-fight interview in that just deep, sultry, romantic voice of his just said, Hey, Darren, 
Let's go. We have a date with Destiny inside this octagon. Sometime over the summer, bro. Like, he just says Darren Till's name. People are talking about it. And no one's saying, like, it's too much. We're all saying, like, hmm, that's a pretty good call out. But he didn't do that. And thus, here we are right now trying to defend this. Which, again, based on where Till is ranked, I don't have a problem with the idea. I just feel like it's kind of a, a missed opportunity if you really want that fight right now. The fact that uh, we talk about Till so much this week uh, and he didn't even fight and hasn't fought in a while tells you like how like big his name is, right? Yeah. Um, Nathan Nathan on Twitter says, uh, Aldi versus me at the pub. Uh, <laughs> Nathan, I honestly, honestly don't mind your chance. No, I'm kidding. Aldi is still, still a, a professional, high level and experienced professional fighter. Uh, Mike Trezano versus Tristan Connolly. I like that. I don't know. I think like, because I like Tristan Connolly one and I think Trezano... Uh, you know, is a good fighter. I think it's just he's not on the level of Hakeem Dawadu yet. It was a good fight, um, and, and and I do want to see uh, talk about a guy like you know give him some seasoning. Has a, I still think has a ton of potential. I don't think we've seen anything near the best of Mike Trezano yet. I like the Conley matchup, and uh, Almeida. <laughs> listen, he called for a veteran. Uh, Nathan says give him Ed Herman. Oh God! <laughs> Can you? This isn't. This, no one should be happy about this. Jalton Almeida calling for a fight with Shogun, and they're like, "We're giving, we're giving you a lifer like you asked for, Ed Herman, and for Ed Herman, and the deal with Jalton Almeida." I, oh I no, know. the UFC is going to hear the show and and book this fight. Ah, uh, now we done it. Now Damn we it! Done it. Now we Damn it. it! Oh, we've got a mic check. Oh no! <laughs> From our pal, our man in Ireland, uh, Barry O'Reilly. Uh, listen, he says he wants an auto point for Manel Cop versus uh, Sumo Deirchi. That was a group point. A, a lot of people asked for that. Uh, but he wants, but he says he wants a little extra because he says that you you may have poo pooed that matchup at the time and said that Cop is well ahead of Sumo Deirchi. That sounds like something you would say. I don't think I poo pooed it. I think, like there, trust me, there have there's probably been a couple on the show. There have been matchups that are made that I poo-poo on i don't think i poo-pooed that i don't think i i was like uh, i don't think i went up and i don't think there's an otno fan meme made about me talking about this mm. um perhaps, you're out there you know what to do <laughs> yeah per perhaps perhaps i said maybe this is cop and the cody garbrand idea that i think i maybe it's just the way i see mino cop i think the ufc should push him to the moon right now i think they got something with him and Sumatiers is a tough fight, man. It's a tough yeah. fight. I I like the matchup. Like it's some. I'm gonna be strapping in for that one. But I just I thought they would push him a little more. So I apologize and uh, mic check. Wow. Well taken. And if I if I poo pooed on that matchup, I don't remember doing that. But you were right, and I was I was wrong. Barry, you better send Mike a nice message. That was a very Mike. That was. That's why you're my best friend. You're cla you're a classy guy. I don't care what other people say about you. You're such a classy guy. Come co come correct and, and you know that, that 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 was. I have no I have no problem with that. <laughs> well, we don't even know. He says he thinks that you poop. We actually don't even know. So, but I, I mean, I believe I believe a name like that. You tell me, Barry well, O'Reilly. If, 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 I mean, how can you say? How can you besmirch the <laughs> well, Irish name of Barry O'Reilly? Well handled. Uh, I want to read out a couple of his uh, fights here. Dewadu versus Teporia. Dewadu's very good, just in the brink of the top of Dean. Teporia missed weight after smack talking of Loyev for missing their fight due to COVID. So he should have to fight a non-ranked beast as a punishment with a win for either, giving them even more shine. That's good. I I, I think I think uh, pu punishment is a great motivation for matchmaking. I think. Mike. 
I'm thinking. <laughs> You're thinking about this idea. Yeah, I don't love it, Barry. Sorry. Oh, I Barry, don't love it. Doing... I don't love it. I want. And I want. Were, I want the Aloya fight. I really selfishly want that Aloya fight. If Aloya fight rebooked, I don't. Is it really that big of a punishment? Really? I mean, I, I like Dawudu quite a bit. Tapori takes him to the ground. It's gonna be a rough night for Dawudu. It really is. I mean, is it really that big of a punishment? Let's just give him a Vloyev. A Vloyev has the chance to punish him. Like, if you really want punishment, Vloyev has a better chance to punish him than than Dawudu does. In my opinion. In my opinion. I like where your head's at, though. That's a different suggestion. And you've pretty much guaranteed yourself an Otno point if that if that fight is booked. You were getting along so well. You're getting along so well. You'll like this one. John Sexy Mexi Castaneda versus Chris El Guapo Gutierrez. Uh, a battle of the attractive nicknamed Mexicans. Also a nice also a nice stand up battle with leg kicks and punches by the bunch. So that that's good reasoning. And uh Rachmanov I don't even think I oh boy, I think I'm reading this one. Was this from Yeah, Rachmanov versus uh Wonderboy. Damn. Oh, uh, Barry says he looks like the real deal. Wonder Boy should only be used as a gatekeeper now to the top 10. That's harsh, but uh, not uh, completely inaccurate. I have been more impressed with Rachmanov's rise than Shamayev's. Wow. So if he's, I mean, he has beaten the better uh, opponents, relatively speaking, as if you compare their first two fights. Uh, so if he's getting a crazy push, then there is no reason why Shopcott shouldn't. Oh. I, I, okay. I, I love what you're saying. I love okay. what you're saying. And listen, I, I, when, Pajeda's last one. I said they should do Pajeda versus Wonderboy. I think that's kind of where, where he's at right now. I I think Kies is kind of in the same spot, if we're being honest. And I and I like both those guys, and I have incredible respect for both Wonderboy and Kiesa. But I feel like they're both sort of in that spot. Now, Rachmanov and Kiesa are both managed by the same guy, so I don't know how difficult it would be to put that fight together. God, Wonder. The battle of the spinning hook kicks? Rachmanov <laughs> versus Wonderboy? Yeah. God, I mean, I mean, I'm in. I would watch the, sh- the hell out of that fight. Let's close out with our Instagram guys. Always a wild bunch. Uh, Michael Conifrey again uh, coming in at the Otno meme page. Coming in with Njikwani versus Anthony Hernandez, and I like this one: Dawadu versus uh, Barbosa if he loses to Bryce Mitchell, uh, UFC 272, or should. I mean, I'd love to see Dawadu uh, fight Barbosa at any point, win or lose. But uh, I, I understand the, the thinking there. So Hernandez like. is booked. Oh, he is. Yes, you're right. He is. Who's Albert Darayev, uh right. in Duval in Jacksonville, April 9th. My, oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Shout outs, Duval. Uh, Dad Jackson, Battle versus Duran Win, Brendan Allen versus Phil Haas. Carlos Torres, Butley Cazeres, uh is with me, likes the Maximo versus Eric Anders. Brendan Allen versus Darren Till and uh, Brian Battle versus Roman Delice. A lot of Delice love on this episode. Brandon Haley, uh, Phil Rowe versus Trevin Giles. Trevin Giles? Oh, yeah, he dropped down. That's right. Yeah, I like that. Dawadu versus Dan Ige, uh, ranked. Give him a ranked opponent. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And uh, Maximova versus uh, Jen Yong Park. Uh, a few more to go here. MMA heads. Uh, again, Rachmanov versus Lee. So uh, there's that gatekeeper label again. Uh, Battle versus, this was your pick, right? Battle versus Pickett. Yes. Look at you guys. Castaneda versus the Montel Jackson Dana Batgari loser March 26th. Uh, Almeida versus the Roundtree Robinson winner. Uh, Roberson, excuse me, winner March 12th. Uh, my man and Markham Nivathan Kugananthum. Uh, Sean Strickland versus the Adesanya Whitaker loser. Maximov versus the Terman Serkinov winner February 19th. 
and uh, Phil Rowe versus Nico Price. And then uh, we'll just end here with Matt Bradbury. Phil Rowe versus Takashi Sato has not fought in a while. Dust him off for uh, so we can get maybe Phil three in a row right there. And then Jailton Almeida versus Devin Clark and Jaquani versus Jordan Wright. And Carlston Harris versus Kanan Song. So no deep cut there. So guys, really, really great picks this week. This this is, I think, picks wise, I think this is the best episode we've had. Listen, listener picks, the best set of listeners. Again, we're only three. This is the best card we've had the year so far. This is the best listener picks we've had so far. And I think overall, Mike, our best show of, of 2022. I'm just saying. Outside of the predictions extravaganza, this is the best show. Best matchmaking show. I will say that. Uh, Guys, we have a lot more shows to come this year, so please keep sending in your listener picks. You can reach me on Instagram, Alexander KK Lee. That's two Ks. Twitter, Alexander K. Lee, just one K. And uh, email me at alex.lee at SBNation.com. And you can get Mike at... Uh, how do I want to do this? Yeah, Instagram. Just find me on Instagram. M, <laughs> M underscore heck JR. But listen, you may not. I know. Here's. I know a lot of you are thinking after these events, I got to get my Otno picks in. I got to get them in right now because they record the show so early. Next week, however, we're coming off of a pay per view. Oh, right. Which means you have extra time. So you don't even have to submit them. You can just wait. You can wait if you want to. Till 11 a.m. Eastern next Sunday, February 13th. Want to know why? Because we're going to be going live. We're going to be going live on the MMA Fighting YouTube channel following UFC 271. We are back with a post-pay-per-view edition of On to the Next One, a new tradition here for the podcast where we will be on video form just looking all sorts of fresh after getting no sleep the night before as we recap UFC 271 We'll discuss what is next for who will be the UFC middleweight champion of the world, whether it be Israel, Adesanya, or Robert Whitaker. If Derek Lewis can bounce back in his hometown against the surging, always fun, Tai Tuivasa, Jared Cannonier versus Derek Brunson, Kyler Phillips versus Marcelo Rojo, Nazrat Hakparast versus Bobby Green. Great that fight. is your main card. That is a freaking awesome fight. And then, of course, there's some bangers on this card on the prelims as well. Alexander Hernandez versus Hato Moicano is on this card. Rookie we got of the year, Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill versus Rock. The final fight of Roxanne Modafari's professional career. The illustrious career of Roxanne Modafari. We might actually get it this time. We might actually see Alex Perez and Matt Chanel fight. They booked this fight 487 times, and Fingers for some crossed. reason, it has not happened. <laughs> uh, and I really like this Ronnie Lawrence Mana Martinez fight. Yeah, super wow, fun prospect ones. battle at 135 oh. pounds. It's all going down in Houston, Texas. Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond on this card. Carlos Ulberg is back against Fabio Charant, William Knight, Maxim Grishin. Andre Arlovsky is fighting Jared Vandera on this Ageless. card. Holy Ageless. moly. And we will recap all of this from a matchmaking perspective. Live. Live with live. all of you. And Mike, you we're just, it live. People are going to throw those comments in there. I, I normally do a very deep filtering process for my listener picks. I'll just be reading them off blindly off the YouTube comments. So if you guys pop into the YouTube, you could suggest Derek Lewis versus like Seymour Butts, and I'll probably read it out loud. I just won't be, you know, I just won't have time to, to, to filter it. So we can pull them right up on the screen. Oh, pull gosh. them right up on the screen. You don't even have to filter. I'll pull them up, I'll just fill them right up there. This could, this could be bad. This could be amazing. You're right. This will be amazing. It will be amazing. So right. that's going to happen next week. On on to the next one live. And then you'll, the podcast version will drop shortly thereafter. So, AK, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you all for listening to the program. And always remember, 
don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have more fun right here live next week on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom. No. <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.